Check out EssentialHouseRadioShow.com for all the latest information on the show. Absolutely loving the tunes down here on this week's Essential House Radio Show. And as promised at the start of the show, we're going to be chatting to the man that is JD73. He's got a brand new album out at the moment and it is well worth getting your hands on. You know down here we'll only play you the finest music around in the world and this album is going to get heavily, heavily featured over the next couple of weeks down here. It's well worth getting your hands on, but we recently caught up with JD73. www.essentialhouseradioshow.com How long have you been working on the brand new album for? Wow, it's a, it's a long time now actually, coming up for... It'll been four years in total. Um, I pretty much started the whole, this new album straight after I, uh, Pure Gold had come out, which on Joey Negro's uh, Z Records, that was in 2010, October 2010, so I've been working on it ever since. <laughs> um, kind of, yeah, having two, obviously having two kids during that time kind of slowed me down a little bit, but um, yeah, it's been four years. So it's, it's good that it's finally it's ready well to be honest that's totally ruined my next question because I was going to say what have you been doing since your last album in 2010 <laughs> you've, you've just, you've just yeah. answered it for us there exactly yeah um, so you've yeah. got loads of different artists on the album how did you come about working with them how did you come about finding um, finding them to work with as well um, it's all been a pretty organic process really most of the people on the, well on this album in fact, all the people are really good friends of mine, uh, just from the, the northern music scene, really. Right. People that have people that have met at music college or through through other friends on the northern kind of music scene. Um, and it, it, yeah, it all just came together really organically and kind of um, and, and easily. It, it was a pleasure. I kind of knew who I wanted to work with on this album. There's, there's a few people on there that um, obviously was on the last album as well, so. It was nice to get a bit of consistency between the two albums, you know, having some of the same guests on there again. Uh, so was there any artists that you wanted that you just couldn't track down and just couldn't get in contact with that you like feature on here, future albums? Uh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't get hold of, uh, of D'Angelo and, and Prince, unfortunately, but that was a joke. Um, uh, no, I mean, it was... I didn't really have any sort of predetermined sort of bigger guests in mind for the album. I, I kind of I really like to support, you know, all the all my all the local musicians, what I call my kind of musical family. So, um, yeah, every, everyone was around really that, that I wanted to get on this album. Um, for the next album, I, I might, you know, start looking for, for other people as well to bring into the fold as well. You know, just to step the sound up a little bit as well. You know. So where else was the album recorded? Was it done at your home studio or were you here and everywhere doing it as well? Um, yeah, it was, well, it was mainly done at my studio uh, at home and then um, the, there's, there's live drums on there as well and they, they were recorded. Uh, Errol Rollins is, is the drummer in my band and he also played all the drums on the album. He's got, he's got a studio as well over in Doncaster. Okay. Um, so he did all the live drums there and then sent me them over. We kind of uh, record. We, we kind of recorded everything separately. Unfortunately, we don't have the space to kind of get in a space together at the moment and, and lay it all down live. But um, it works really nicely. So I'll, I'll get the kind of basics of the track together, send them over to Errol. He'll put the drums down, sort of uh, based on a programmed part that I, I'll have sent him. So he's got like a framework to work within. And uh, yeah, so Doncaster, 
I recorded the vocals with Pete Simpson on. There's a track called Don't Wanna Lose This Feeling uh, that's on there. And we did the vocals for that Pete's house over in Sheffield um, before he moved abroad. I think he's over in Austria now, I think. Um, so it was good we were able to hook up before he moved away, you know. Um, yeah, but all everything was done sort of Leeds, Sheffield, Doncaster. Right. So it's yeah. definitely a Northern album. But you didn't make Very it up you, you didn't make it up in Newcastle though. Not this time, <laughs> no, although we yeah, we played uh, we played at Hoochie Coochie up there. Do you know who's Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a great place. What the Warren's up there, so um, yeah, no Newcastle guests on this one, but next time round. Never know. Um, I was reading in the notes off the album there was 30 tracks that you did and you had to narrow it down to 10 for the album does that mean that the other 20 tracks will be getting released as well or are you going to hold them back just for your own private use yeah it's a funny one really I mean I find that I have to write to get 10 really solid tracks I often have to write say 25 maybe 30 tracks to get that final 10 right um because when you first set out making making the tunes, you're not quite sure how you want to go kind of stylistically. Um, and it, it takes a few of them to sort of fall into your, into the flow of it and, and see where things are headed. So um, sometimes it takes a, takes a while to, to get those, those all the tracks together. So I just try to write as many as I can and then just, I'm, I'm really brutal. I just I just throw them away, basically. I, put, I don't like trash them completely. I keep them in the vault because Maybe in the future I may, I may kind of revisit them. Sometimes I might revisit a whole track and keep it as it was, or I might just use parts of that track um, to inspire another track. Okay. But no, nothing ever, nothing ever goes to waste because obviously people have, have always been putting their time into these tracks as well. So I hate just kind of leaving them and doing nothing with them. So maybe I'll do an album of B sides at some point, um, or just remix them a little bit. Um, but yeah, there was there was. Yeah, over 30 tracks I did. Yeah, yeah it's, it's quite a few. Um, so speaking yeah. of some of the tracks, will you be getting some of the tracks? Obviously, I, I'd imagine a lot of the tracks will be getting released as singles. Are you going to be getting some of them reworked, remixed, perhaps by the likes of Joy Negro, etc.? Um, well, there's already we've already done the singles for this album now. Um, right. it, it's because um, I only had a one album deal with Z Records back then. So basically, uh, after the after Pure Gold came out. Um, I decided that for my next originally the plan with this album was to release it myself but um, then I met um, David Rinaldi and, and Jules Fontenelle who, who set up Splash, Splash uh, Music Productions and we started talking about the album and then um, yeah now the album's coming out on there um, but the last single actually I released myself um, in, uh, that was called Show Me that came out about a year ago on my own label which is Electric 73 Music um, and then subsequently since that I've signed to Splash Music Productions and we've we did an EP um, about a month and a half ago which right. had uh, the Believe in Love EP it was called and we had a couple of remixes on there one from um, Soul Persona and one from Incognito which yeah. is uh, you know Bluey from Incognito and Richard Bull and um, so yeah, we've already had a couple of remixes out there. Um, that's obviously still for sale out there as well and getting pretty well received. Um, but that same track, Believe in Love, is actually on the on the album as well, but a, a full-length album version. 
and this I would like to make a distinction you know between a track that a single track and one that's on the album so yeah. there's something for people to get into that I've already bought the same track as a single um, so where else did your name come from the JD73 what was the what was the idea behind that wow yeah um, well basically I used to tour with um, a band called Morchiba uh, I used to play keyboards for them for, for about 8 years and um when I was on tour, I was always my uh, my Rhodes piano, which I used on the on the gig, was always turning up at sound checks uh, a little worse for wear, having sort of gone on planes or in, or in trucks. So I was always noodling around, and uh, Ross, the guitarist, kind of gave me the nickname the Jazz Doctor, right? Because I was always playing jazzy riffs and messing around with my Rhodes piano, fixing it up and stuff. Um, and also because uh, I studied jazz and I've got a degree in jazz from the College of Music in Leeds so that was that was the jazz doctor bit right. um, and then the 73 uh, is the number of notes on Rhodes piano which is my favourite piano which kind of forms the basis for most tracks that I uh, that I write Brilliant. and that I play on so how old were you when you started learning the keyboards and obviously started to learn all, learn all the other uh, instruments you can play I started piano when I was five right I still remember the, the day when my, I was standing on the stairs and my mum was making a phone call to my first piano teacher sort of booking the lessons in and I was begging her at the time I was putting no don't send me no don't send me please mum don't send me but you know obviously in hindsight it's the best thing that that, that they ever could have done for me really because um, it, it literally changed my life that, that phone call starting out at five and then doing all the classical grades I studied classical grades and then so classical theory and composition and then go to music college when I was uh, when I was 18 to do the jazz degree there so what else can you play apart from the piano then obviously keys uh, I play bass right. uh, which I'm actually playing on a, a couple of tracks on the album um, I'm a pretty bad drummer <laughs> but I can play uh, you know I can finger drum pretty well um yeah, that, that, those are my main specialities. I did, I did learn a bit of violin, but um, yeah, that's uh, excruciatingly painful, the sound that I can make on a violin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, mainly piano and bass. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned you work with loads of artists and obviously being in bands and stuff, and I bet you've mm. travelled a hell of a lot, and I bet you've got some brilliant memories, obviously clean memories that we can talk about. Um, I bet you've met some fantastic people over the years as well. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's, it's been amazing, you know. Um, basically, I mean, um, I, as I was saying, I did my, my, my jazz degree uh, at Leeds College of Music, and then I met some mutual friends um, who knew the guys from Mochiba, and they were looking for a keyboard player. This was in 1999. Right. Uh, and I went down and met them, and then basically, when I left college, um, I was 21 when I left, I went straight on tour with Mochiba. And then I was with them for for about eight years, and I think during that time we did we did four world tours. Um, we went to some incredible places, had some incredible times, and you know we did like a British Council tour of China. We headlined the Jazz World stage at Glastonbury um, twice. Um, played the Hollywood Bowl, played the Tonight Show in America. Um, yeah, it, it was just crazy, you know, stuff that. The dreams are made of really, isn't it? It's, um, so you didn't yeah. do things by halves then. 
No, I didn't. I was literally like, <laughs> you know, I finished music college and that was it. Like straight into the thick of it. It just, it was just like, right, you've got to get with this or, or, or you'll crash massively. So I was just like, right, I'm going to run with this. And, you know, little did I know that eight years later, I'd still be doing it. And then ended up, you know, playing on, I think it was four more Chiba albums and um, ended up co-writing some tracks on the Dive Deep album as well. So yeah, it was oh, my life for a, for a long time, you know, a big part of my life. And met some great people out there, met, met a lot of great bands and Red Hot Chili Peppers and Oasis and Jamiroquai, um, uh, you name it, all these guys that were out sort of gigging around the same time. A lot of them in the heyday of their careers as well, you know, so it was, it was pretty crazy. So who influences mm. you then? Obviously going back to this album, the album I've been listening to, well, I've been listening to for a long time now um, since Sarah sent it over. Some of the tracks yeah, are yeah. absolutely brilliant. It's very soul, it's very funk, it's very... Fun. Who influences you and where do you get where do you get your inspiration from? Well, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of artists talk about writer's block and things like that, but I've been very fortunate that I've never really had any kind of lulls. I'm always creating, I'm always kind of putting ideas that come into my head throughout the day into my phone and like, you know, got a little voice memo messages and I've got like I literally I, I counted about 500 in there the other day which I'm currently <laughs> wading through for my next album um, but yeah I just find, I, can, I find inspiration in all sorts of things really um, I love I love being outdoors and walking and uh, just ju- just jamming in the studio like oh I always come up with little loops and ideas um and I thought, yeah, just recording everything really means that nothing, I never lose any of those little ideas. Something you might think's no good at the time when you listen back to it. Yeah. Oh yeah, actually that's great and that, that, that could be used for something, you know. But in terms of sort of artists and, uh, that um, inspire me, like, well, some of them, my, my hero basically is Herbie Hancock. Right. Um, my keyboard hero. I've learned so much of, of Herbie, it's, it's just insane, just his, his whole kind of compositional style and the way that he's transcended so many different genres, you know, uh, over the years, it's just, it's just mind-blowing to me. Um, and, I mean, in, in terms of production, I, I really aspire to people like um, Quincy Jones and writers like Rob, Rob Temperton as well, obviously they worked as a team on, all, on Michael Jackson productions and and obviously that those sounds have got a big influence on the house scene as well and disco and you know so th- those are all my, all my kind of those are kind of my main influences um, yeah but but really like to me I, I, you know anything that I like that, that's, that I feel is good music it, it's all it all comes into the kind of mix really um, I'm not I'm not really precious or like oh, I don't like rock or I don't like this or I don't like that you know, it's just if it's good music to me it's good music you know yeah yeah um, for me I've been listening listen back to the album the track that keeps on jumping out at me and having like the biggest like whoa this track's awesome is Make You Move how long did that yeah. take you for like, the producing put together and <laughs> to get it to yeah. where it is yeah I'm glad you picked up on that actually because that was that was the hardest track to make on the album right um because that one didn't actually come to me in, in sort of one whole tune. Quite often, my, my tunes kind of come to me like in one kind of thing, like a flash. But um, yeah, that one was kind of I had I had like the intro and the first verse, and I didn't have a chorus. Um, but it, you know, that one I was still kind of tweaking r- right up to about maybe three weeks before I went to master, which was um, 
which was in June. So it was still it it, it was started in 2000, probably 2012. Wow. And and was still being worked on and, and tweaked uh, at that at that point. You know, you've got to be careful because I, I, you know, you can tweet the life out of things. It's something I'm, I'm very aware of, but. Uh, hopefully everyone will agree that, that, that I haven't done that and that you know it's, it's quite an epic sounding so it's just a, it's an intense assault on the ears really that one yeah. um, it sounds like there's a lot of live instruments on it as well yeah there's a lot of a lot of live instruments there's, um, well basically I, I played like the Fender Rhodes and, and, and uh, the Moog uh, bass that all went down live together uh, then I sent the tune to Errol over in Doncaster again and he put down the live drums uh, Johnny Hayes, who's the guitarist in my band, he put on the live guitar. Then we've got uh, the Haggis Horns played um, the saxon trumpet on there, which was all laid up as well. Uh, there's live percussion on there from a friend of mine, Gordon Kilroy. Um, and of course, Rachel uh, Modest, aka Miss Modest, who's uh, delivering the slamming vocals on there. She's just, she's just incredible. She's like, she's like a UK version of Shaka Khan or something. Just incredible talent you know. she's got a very powerful voice yeah and, and she's amazing to work with she's so fast like that tune she probably put the vocals down to that tune in, in about two hours but then it took me about <laughs> another three years to kind of do, do her vocals justice really you know something when you get a vocal like that the music's got to be quite quite dramatic and uh, impressive so yeah it was it was a challenge kind of getting that power behind the music you know but hopefully everyone will agree that um I got there. It's it's spot on. Check out EssentialHouseRadioShow.com for all the latest information on the show. So we spoke about the track a couple of times, and here it is: Make a Move. Essential house 
www.essentialhouseradioshow.com You can see why I'm so impressed with that track. It is Make a Movement on the brand new album and we continue the interview now with JD73. Essential House. Yeah. So are you going to be out and about when you go out with your band? Um, are you going to be playing the tracks off the album or is that something you kind of, you do different material with them? And if you are out with the band, where can people find out where you're going to be? Yeah, um... Well, we're definitely going to be out at some point. At, at the moment, we're just planning some album launch parties and hopefully a tour uh, next year, a proper tour like around February time. It may, may be earlier in the year, but obviously because I'm launching the album this summer, it's more difficult to get mm. gigs k- together at this point. So I reckon so most of the gigs are going to start early next year, but we'll, 
as I say, I wanted to do some album launch parties. We've got, we've actually got Hoochie Coochie in, Brilliant. booked in for February the 19th, uh, which I know is some way off, but there'll definitely be some gigs coming up before that, hopefully sort of Leeds, Manchester, um, Scotland, London. So, uh, the be- yeah, the best place to check for that is on my Facebook page where I, I put all my updates, uh, which is uh, www.facebook.com forward slash JD73 fan page. Uh, but if you just Google like JD73 Facebook, it, it comes up on there. And I list all my dates on there. And also my website, which is jd73.co.uk, there's a, there's a gig page on there. But yeah, what, I mean, it's really important for me to get out live and w- with my band because it's such a, a great sounding band. The, the players are just incredible. Um, and this time was, will be the first time we're going out with a horn section as well, probably three singers. So it's going to be a big, a big uh, affair. Excellent. Um, so yeah. when and where can people get their album from? Uh, the album you can pre-order right now um, on iTunes uh, and a lot of other digital stores as well. Um, and also the CD is available um, to pre-order on Amazon as well. The official release is this Friday, right. 31st of July. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, obviously, after four years of making it, it's, yeah. it's going to be a big relief finally getting out there and people being able to hear it because people have been pestering me for for ages now, and, and you know it's going to be great just to finally have it out there. Excellent. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's going to be available, you know, everywhere really. Uh, I think HMV on the high street as well. It should be available. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Well, hopefully, um, that, hopefully the album's absolutely massive for you. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, obviously, music sales are, dro- are dropping a, a lot on the at the moment and stuff. But um, it's nice because I've got I've got a, a really great fan base for the project that's that stayed with me over the last four years, and it's just it's really nice to to know that they're there. And um, you know, obviously, I'll be I'll be happy if they buy it. And then if it if the word spreads beyond there, it's, it's it's a bonus. You know, I'm just. I know I've made. I feel I've made the best album I can make. So for me, I'm I'm happy. And if it if it sells a few copies, great. You know, that's that's brilliant. Check out EssentialHouseRadioShow.com for all the latest information on the show. Say a big thanks to GD73 there. Can't wait to catch up with him when he's up my neck of the woods early next year. I'm going to continue now down here on this week's Essential House Radio Show. I'm going to play you a couple of brilliant cuts from his album before we continue with some of the finest music around in the world. Say big thanks to JD73. This is the sounds of the Essential House Radio Show. Essential House. <laughs> 